Hello, and welcome to an everyday follower of Jesus Christ. This is your friend Cheryl, and as promised, today we are going to look at one of our Founding Fathers' noble attributes, none other than George Washington. It is important for us to remember that these patriots, often seen as larger than life, were like us, mortal beings who made mistakes, picked themselves back up, and pressed forward in service of God, liberty, and country. So when we talk about nobility, what are, what are we really talking about? Nobility is keeping faith with our true value as spiritual beings. We treat ourselves with dignity and respect. We speak and we act graciously. We choose the moral high ground regardless of the cost. If others try to bring us down, we remain steadfast, remembering our true worth. Our sense of decency is our touchstone. We don't follow the path of least resistance. We lead principled lives. Barbara Grazuti Harrison said the following, Our awesome responsibility to ourselves, to our children, and to the future is to create ourselves in the image of goodness because the future depends on the nobility of our imaginings. So did George. First, he was a man of gratitude. His proclamation in, in establishing the 1789 Thanksgiving celebration in part had the following. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly implore His protection and favor. That way we may then all unite in rendering unto Him our sincere and humble thanks for His kind care and protection of the people of this country. Joseph F. Smith, in Journal of Discourses, went on to say, One of the greatest sins of which the inhabitants of the earth are guilty today is the sin of ingratitude. Our forefathers understood well their dependence on God, and George would often be on his knees in prayer to dependence and praying for gratitude. In the Doctrine and Covenants, section 59, we read, And in nothing doth man offend God, or against none is his wrath kindled, save those who confess not his hand in all things, and obey not his commandments. George Washington confessed God's hand in all things, and obeyed. 2. He was a man of courage. I think God guarded George Washington as he went through all of this adversity. It is said that an Indian bullet missed him just by inches as he was fighting Indians, and that bullet, had it struck its mark, would have changed, no doubt, the course of history. But he lived. He was the most unlikely of rebels. He had everything to lose in the revolutionary cause his great fortune, his fame, 
his honor, and as a quote-unquote damned rebel, life itself if he was captured. Once it had been his pride to serve England, but now with that spirit of liberty, he put himself on the line, at last convinced that the very rights of Englishmen were at stake. The many retreats, the many losses came. His courage, his purpose, his holding power could never be conquered. That's the spirit that has been in America ever since that day. John H. Vandenberg in Patriotism is of Our God, 1973. Next, George was a man of fairness. In 1790, at a time when Western Europe excluded Jews from the full rights of citizenship, including the ability to hold public office, President George Washington wrote a memorable letter to the Jewish congregation in Newport, Rhode Island. They had written congratulating him on his election. In reply, Washington assured them that the government of the United States, which gives no bigotry, no sanction to persecution, no assistance, requires only that they who live under its protection should conduct themselves as good citizens. He included a prayer for their welfare. May the children of the stock of Abraham who dwell in this land continue to merit and enjoy the goodwill of the other inhabitants, while everyone shall sit in safety under his own vine and fig tree, and there shall be none to make him afraid. No one who knows the difficulty of the Jewish people or their fate during succeeding generations can fail to be impressed by Washington's affirmation of religious freedom. D. Todd Christofferson, Religious Freedom, a Heritage to Defend, June of 2016. He is a man of faith. Although many members of the Constitutional Convention didn't belong to any church, they did profess to believe deeply in a God upon whose reliance was openly acknowledged. These leaders believed in divine providence and openly sought and acknowledged the guiding hand of the Lord in all they did. In his inaugural address, George Washington stated, We ought to be no less persuaded that the propitious smile of heaven can never be expected on a nation that disregards the eternal rule of order and right which heaven itself has ordained. Ernest L. Wilkinson, America 1776-1976 My friends, today we enjoy unparalleled rights and security and owe an unpayable debt of gratitude to those who gave life and strength in our behalf. As we ponder how to honor such sacrifice to the lofty principles and practices of those wise men whom God raised up to give us our priceless freedom, our liberties, our salvation, our well-being as followers of Christ and as a nation depend upon it. Today is a good day to express gratitude for George Washington, for his nobleness, his unfailing faith, and his unwavering belief in God. 
It is a good day for us to rededicate ourselves to the lofty principles of our Declaration of Independence and Constitution, giving gratitude for those men and women who sacrificed all for us to be free. Won't you join me? Until next time, God be with you.